Hey loves, you are now listening to the This Is She podcast. This is a show where we discuss and focus on bringing a unique experience to women by aligning mental, spiritual, and emotional awareness. If you are ready for actionable insights and raw discussions, then keep listening. Guess who stepped up in the room? Hey friend, it's your girl AP and you are now listening to the This Is She podcast. I am so, 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 so excited. Well, granted, I'm always excited when I'm recording the podcast or doing the show, but I'm super excited about this episode in the month because it's March, which means it's Pisces season, which means it's your girl birthday, March 19th. And I decided to drop some gems on this episode per usual, but this is more so aimed toward a big part of me and how I've been reflecting over the past couple of months, but mainly the beginning of March. I will be turning 27 this Saturday and 27 to me is close to 30. I'm not there yet, not pushing P, so I ain't gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stress myself out thinking that I'm too close to 30, but I have realized that I am in the middle. And since I am in the middle, I realize that I have, oh my gosh, like I've learned so much, I've done so much, I've seen so much, I've unlearned so much, I've experienced things. And I definitely came to the conclusion that these 20s are not 20 in. What I thought and expected in my 20s at the age of 10, 15, 18 was not what I got. I saw a post on Facebook that said early 20s adulting is not the same as late 20s adulting. And Lord, that hit my soul. That hit my heart. Because the, the way these bills is billing and the way this gas is gassing... Nobody warned me about this. And I'm pretty sure nobody warned you about it. And if your parents warned you about it, God bless them. Go to them, text them right now and say, I love you. Because this here is something serious. These 20s is 20 on a whole nother level. I've come to realize that the older I get, my mental, my emotional, my financial, my spiritual, and my physical state changes. And within those seven years, I have grown into a whole new person. I can truly say I've found myself and I've begun to walk in my purpose and who I know I should show up as in this world. I can remember at 20, I'm going to say 20, yeah, because 20, I was in college. My mental state was so different from now. And when I say that, I mean, I didn't really pay attention to how serious mental health was. I didn't realize how much my childhood trauma or my childhood past or just things that happened to me along along the way really impacted my mental state. I didn't believe in therapy. I remember my senior year of high school, my uncle was murdered. And that was one death that actually hit me hard. Like, I never actually took death hard. I used to go to funerals when I was little, always, you know, seen people, heard people pass, but it never actually hit me. And my uncle death actually hit me hard. And for a long time, even through college, 
I didn't realize how angry I was. I just thought like, okay, this is an emotion. Just stuff happens. I'm supposed to suppress it. Don't get help. But my uncle death really, really, really got to me in my mental. And so I realized that relationships I was having, I was, I had so much anger built up and rage that that was really affecting me mentally it affected my relationships it affected how I showed up at school there were times where I would get so depressed I would get so 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 depressed that I would not want to go to school I did not want to wake up for class I didn't want to do anything I was angry I just didn't feel like being bothered. And I know I have a habit, well, I used to have a habit of just withdrawing from everyone, not talking to people, just being in my own little world. And as I got older, I went to therapy at the age of 25. And I mentioned this before, I went to therapy. I decided to go to therapy because I was showing up, like I said, in my relationships, angry. I was angry because I had suppressed all my anger and just thought that it was okay to walk go along my day go along my life go along years and years at a time not addressing the things that affect me mentally and so at 25 on my birthday I'm like okay I'm gonna go to therapy and therapy was the best thing I've ever done therapy really helped me in my victim role because I feel like when we're younger we have this victim mentality when things happen to you at a younger age, you feel like people owe you, the world owed you. And that's a men- that's a mentality. People owe you, so you become victim. You have this victim mind state. You walk around feeling like people owe you. People got to do this for you. People should treat you this kind of way. And when you truly go to therapy, talk it out, let all those issues go, issues and problems out you realize that no one owes you anything it's up to you to replace the things that you feel somebody owe you it's up to you to have that mindset to say okay everybody's not perfect that person wasn't perfect this situation wasn't perfect I wasn't perfect but as long as I take control and accountability for my mindset and how I want to move forward in my future then you'll realize it's not about other people fixing how you feel or fixing how you think or replacing those thoughts or replacing those feelings. It's about you correcting that. It's about you making yourself better. It's about you making your mental better. I realized for myself that it played a part in evolving and being mature, having experiences, learning, opening my mind up to different experiences, different things like reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to sermons, just making sure that I'm doing what I need to do to have a better mental health. And as I got older, I realized how important that was. Even listening to certain things, there's just certain things I don't want to listen to. There's certain music that I don't want to hear because if it's not helping me mentally to be at a sane place or to think positive thoughts or to speak any type of positive affirmations in my life, I do not want to hear it. I'm sorry. My goal is to allow things in my life to inspire me to basically just have my own mind.
When I have my own mind, I feel like I can control my mental state. I can control my thoughts. I can control my thinking process. I can control the things that come out of my mouth. You know, it just, to me, my mental has definitely changed. And I think therapy, I highly recommend therapy, a counselor, a life coach, find a podcast episode you can listen to that gives you empowerment, inspiration. Just make sure you focus on your mental health. Your mental health is the first thing. And to me, that trickles down to everything else. Now, this next thing, I definitely struggle with a whole lot. My emotions. And Lord, I still struggle with it. I still pray about it. I still ask God to forgive me because my emotions a whole tornado out here in these streets. But in my early 20s, I did not... Oh, my God. Just thinking about it is like, girl, you used to be tripping. My emotions used to be everywhere. I used to think with my emotions. I used to speak with my emotions. I'm just an emotional person. I'm, I, I'm going, hi, my name is Ashlyn. I am an emotional person. There, I said it. <laughs> and now I can truly say I've gotten a whole lot better and a whole lot better. Because in my early 20s, I was very, what's the word, erratic. I was very erratic with my emotions. I was emotional about everything. Man, and when I look back on it, I feel like a lot of the situations I was in, a lot of the trouble I got into, a lot of the arguments I got into, a lot of misunderstanding came from me thinking, speaking, and just... Everything with my emotions. I was very emotionally immature. And a lot of people don't like to confess that, but that's a such thing. Being emotionally immature is a such thing. If you cannot control your emotions, that is the biggest problem. That will hinder you the most, being emotionally immature. It is important that you take time to process your emotions. A lot, everybody do not think emotionally. And I have come across so many people who think logically. And I like to tell people, I'm not a logical thinker. So please bear with me because every sentence I used to say expressing how I feel was, I feel this. I feel like you're doing this. I feel like you're saying this because of this. I feel like you doing me like this. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. And as I got older, I realized that it's okay for me to feel the way that I feel. No one is discrediting me from feeling how I feel. But at the same time, it's okay to not take your emotions into the situation and allow it to dictate the outcome. Don't allow your emotions to dictate the outcome because I know personally I've had so many misunderstandings, so many misunderstandings because my emotions was involved. Like I, oh my God, it's so funny because a situation happened to me last week with my boyfriend and my I made an assumption because of how I felt and because of feeling that I that I felt. He was so clueless. He was so, so clueless. And he's like a logical thinker. So he's understanding how I think and he gives me reassurance. And that's what I love. That's what has helped me grow into being emotionally mature. 
Being around people who understand who I am, but willing to help me understand how they are at the same time. Give me some time, because I don't think logic. My mind is not going straight to logic. I'm not trying to two plus two, nothing. To me, I'm going to do two plus equals. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to figure out the in-between. I'm not trying to M MX plus YB. No. We got the equal. Well, I don't care about the in-between, <laughs> which you cannot be like that. And I'm learning as I mature in my emotions, I'm more patient. I listen more. That has helped me so much listening. Listen, ladies. Listen, Linda. Make sure you are listening. Because I know that as an emotional person, I wouldn't listen to the person and what they had to say. I wouldn't even let them explain. I would dare sit there and lick you in your face and nod my head like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm mm-hmm, and not hear nothing you're saying because I feel a certain way and how I feel validates how I'm acting right now. (laughs) And that's how I used to be. And I'm like, oh, girl, you can't be like that. Especially not helping people, especially not being in a career, especially not walking in your purpose. Oh, you cannot be like that walking in your purpose. So understanding myself emotionally now, I learned how to use my emotion as a weapon. And when I say that, I say it in a good way. You can use your emotion as a weapon. It's nothing wrong with being emotional. I feel like as an emotional person, I'm able to relate and put myself in the other person's shoes. I always think like hypothetically, well, what if, well, you never know how this person is or you never know this person's situation. That's how I am. And so I use my emotions as a weapon in that standpoint. I no longer use my, my emotions as a weapon to manipulate a situation. Hear that clearly. Do not use your emotions to manipulate a situation because you will lose people, important people. You will, you will lose opportunities. You will lose the, the chance to just be the person that you need to be or that you're destined to show up as. It's okay to have a balance, and that's what I've learned, balancing, balancing my emotions. Now I am trying and I say trying, I'm trying to show up as a logical person. And that has helped me by reading books. Like reading books has helped me so much because now I'm always thinking. I Yes, I feel still, but I think about stuff. I think, think, like I'm always thinking. I'm always trying to, okay, well, this person probably doing this because this is the reason why they're doing it. Not because they feel like this, but they might have been raised like this. Every, and I've learned that people are raised differently. If you see yourself becoming a much better version of who you used to be in your early 20s, give yourself an applause. Show yourself some love because that's big. Because in your 20s, you are required to be on this big pedestal. Social media, society expect for you to be this certain type of person, expect for you to show up as this certain type of person in your early 20s. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I still don't know what to do. I still have so many questions. So y'all know how I mentioned how the 20s ain't 20 in, and I solely, solely in my heart feel this for finances. My finances in my 20s so far have beat me up. Slap me down, revive me, 
took me to the ER, put me on a pedestal, all within these seven years of time frame. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, every day I'm learning something new about finances. Because in my early 20s, I didn't really take finances serious as I should have. I just looked at it as an opportunity of getting money, um, having money, being able to buy hair, get my nails done, go shopping, you know, little stuff like that. Well, big stuff because that is very expensive. I didn't really take into consideration the long haul of what being financially aware in my early 20s could do for me in my later 20s and on up. Now, not to say that it's ever too late, but if I had the opportunity to know what I know now in my early 20s about finances, I know I would be way further. I know that I would, oh my gosh, like the investments I would have right now. But I can't fault that because what I didn't learn doesn't mean that I can't learn it now. And so that's my mindset. If I knew about financial investments, budgeting, because baby, these bills is real. If I knew how to budget in my 20s, oh my God, y'all, I could praise break right now if I knew how to budget in my early 20s. But all that matters is now. And I'm not going to say that in my early 20s, I didn't have a mindset of building financial wealth. It was that I didn't know how to take the steps or I didn't have the resources to take the steps. I just was, I would honestly meet men who would, Tell me that, oh, they invest in this, they have this. Do you know about this? Do you know about that? Like, I took the advantage of meeting successful men who were entrepreneurs to teach me about hustling. All I knew was about hustling. So I had a hustle mentality. I knew that I needed to own a business to hustle to get money. But what was I going to do with that money? That I did not know. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have an investment plan. I just knew that I wanted to sell hair and that was it and get money for it. But what was I going to do with the money? Get more hair? Buy more hair? You know, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have an end goal. And so I want to say around 25, I end up, I want to, yeah, 25, because I want to say that's when COVID hit. And I just started seeing so much in the news, how people were getting laid off and all this stuff. And I'm just like, these jobs are not guaranteed. Anything can happen in life. You know, granted, entrepreneurship is not um, promise. It's not something to say that you'll become a billionaire or millionaire over because I've begun to learn that everybody's not entrepreneurs. Everybody are not meant, everybody's not meant to own a business. But for the ones who who are, it's great to set yourself up. And so I started reading books. Um, I started reading lots of books, lots of books on faith. I started tithing more. Oh, y'all. So story time. Yesterday I was doing my budget and um, I'll be transparent. So I put in my income. So I just got a promotion. So my income has changed drastically. But prior to my finances, when I did my budget and I did my bills, my car note, insurance, gas, I even included my nails, my extra activity. So my nails, groceries, um, gas, and I want to say I put like me getting my hair done. Do y'all know 
that I was supposed to be saving only $87 a month. Immediately, while I'm doing my budget, sitting on the computer, when I seen that, I was like, God, you are so good, Lord. I thank you for covering me. I thank you for being a provider. I thank you for learning how to, how to just be obedient and faithful in the kingdom of God because Y'all, I don't look like I should be saving $87 a month. I should have $87 a month. That is nothing. When I tell you that was exactly for the things that I put down my bills, that wasn't for me going out and buying clothes. That wasn't for me going out to eat and having fun with my friends. That wasn't going for me to buy drinks. That wasn't for me. That didn't even include my tithe and offering. That did not include, so that just goes to show you that God is faithful in all your finances and whatever that you do. I'm going to let you all know, you all need to read your Bible, understand tithing and giving, and you need to tithe and give to the Lord. And it's not to get something in, in return, but it just goes to show you that God is your provider. He will provide all your needs because there's no way, there's no way. I'm seeing him like, how, what in the, well, Lord, you are amazing. Because how do I, how am I still able to do all that I want to do with the income and the bills? And these people telling me I'm only able to save $87. Like, God is so good. So, the old, I say within the last year, um, my relationship with Christ and just going to church and tithing. Like, I've always tithed. I've, I grew up in a church, so that wasn't never an issue. But the provision that God has give, given me over my finances is just incredible. So that comes into play, you know. And also, using my resources, I'll watch YouTube, read Money Help books. What is, what is his name? Anthony O'Neill. He's on YouTube. Um, he has amazing guests come on to his show, and he talk about finances and just dating and life and just really. He talk about so much stuff as people that we need to know in our early 20s. And the people that are on there give you great advice. And since watching him, shout out to Anthony O'Neill because I love his show. It has helped me drastically. And I'm seeing a big difference. Just my mindset as far as finances. Now I'm looking to build generational wealth. It's not even about me. It's not even about the house I want or the car that I want or the wedding that I want or being able to afford this bag or that bag and to be able to travel. It's about generational wealth. It's about making money so that my kids can know how it feels to be raised in a financially stable home, but also to be able to have that financial knowledge themselves. It's nothing like having a parent who can instill that into you. I love my mom. My mom did amazing with with teaching me about finances. But then there was some stuff that I did not know, and and I, I would never fault her for that. Because if you don't know, you don't know. But now my mom is amazing. We feed off of each other. And as a family, I think that's important. So your finances, I feel like when you grow mentally, when you grow emotionally, because, oh, 
And when I was younger, I used to emotionally spend money. And I know I'm not the only person because when you sad or when you get in that breakup, girl, where you going? To the club? Go get a drink? Go smoke some hookah? That, y'all, them bills add up. Them bills be billing. When you go out, them bills be billing. Them drinks be drinking. And before you know it, you walk out of there with a $130 ticket. So emotionally spending is big and that goes with just being financially immature emotionally immature I know that once I got to a point where I could control my emotions I could control the situations I didn't emotionally spend I didn't feel like I needed to go out and get a drink child I go get a bottle of wine and sit in my house you know how much money you just saved you better cry, cry you a river on this couch Get a bottle of wine and keep it moving. There's no reason for you to go spend that much money. Because then the next day you're going to regret it unless you have it. But even if you have it, that shouldn't be a mindset of yours. Watch Michael's Todd sermon, Mo Money, More Problems. That is a wonderful sermon right now about finances and how we feel like even if you got to a point or get to a point where you see that you're making more money, that doesn't more money doesn't mean more spending or more lavish items for you. That's the best time for you to go invest. That's the best time for you to sit down and figure out how you are going to double that income, double that increase. Not for you to go and splurge. So my 20s in finances, boy, I'm still learning though. Like I said, I just did my budget the other day and I'm pretty excited because the mindset I have now about money and finances and wealth is just amazing. And I'm super excited to continue to grow. And like I said, tithing and praying over my finances and just the knowledge to increase as far as finances, is a huge blessing. Now, one thing that hits different for me in my 20s now, from my early 20s, is my spirituality. My relationship with God is just mind-blowing. Not to say, because I had a relationship, well, I knew God. I knew of God in my early 20s. I grew up in church. My granddaddy's an apostle. My parents has always been in church, served church. And I remember in high school, I started getting closer to God and trying to just understand who God was and go to church and become more spiritual. But I never had a relationship. Like, if you know, you know. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. But if you know that you have a relationship with God, that is the most unmatched feeling ever. And so in my early 20s, like I said, I believed in God. I attended church every now and then, prayed once in a while. But I didn't have a real true relationship with him. And I didn't fully understand the role of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And so... It took me moving to Atlanta at the age of 22 to realize, 
22 or 23, I think, no, I was 23. It took me moving to Atlanta at the age of 23 and doing things um, on my own and figuring out on my own. Granted, I did have the support system from my family, but when I say on my own, I mean down here in Atlanta with no family, having to figure out a career, going out, getting in my own apartment, going out, paying bills, just kind of navigating my ship by myself. And so there were times where, I'm not going to lie, God really protected me. Like, he has saved me so from so much stuff here in Atlanta. And one thing about it, no matter if I was almost led astray or I thought about doing something... I really feel like the Holy Spirit was protecting me. And I always would tell people, no, I have morals. There's just some things I cannot do. Like, it don't even feel right in my spirit. It doesn't even feel right to me. It doesn't sound like me. It doesn't look like me. And I thank God that the blood of Jesus protects me and has protected me this whole time I've been here because if you know you know you can get caught up in some things here no matter what city you're in but just you can get caught up in Atlanta and God is good God is so good he has provided for me to the point where I haven't had to do anything that was not um degrading that's the word I haven't had to do anything that was degrading of myself I haven't had to sacrifice my body. I haven't had to sacrifice my mind. So I just want to say that my spiritual well-being now and my relationship with God, and I say it's been within the, mm, two, two, going on two years now, has totally changed. And once I realized that I wanted to have a relationship with God, get closer to God, find out who God is in my life. Because in our 20s, we feel like we can do everything on our own. We don't need help. We don't need people. You know, we pray and if we want something, we say, God, can you please help me? God, can you do this for me? God, can you just watch over me? But to me, it's never genuine. That's not genuine. That's like using God at your convenience. And I got tired of doing that because I'm like, okay, God, you saved me so, from so many situations. Like, let me not be selfish. Let me not only use you when I feel like it's convenient for you to help me out or pray when something bad happened or when something is, 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 is just anything and so one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to commit myself to God. I'm going to commit my life to God. Don't know how this is going to go. Don't know what to expect. I'm going in blind. But I went in blind knowing that if I was able to be blind in the world, then at some point, if he was able to guide me blinded in the world, just imagine how much guidance he'll give me if I'm following in his will, if I'm walking in his word, if I'm getting to know him, if I'm listening to him, if I'm building that relationship. And so I'll say 25, 26, I started really committing myself. And man, when I tell y'all God is good, is amazing, like 
un, unimaginable the things that he's done for me. Times where I thought I wasn't going to make it. Times where I felt lonely or I felt depressed or I felt like I wasn't going to make it or I don't know how I'm going to make it or just stuff that you go through. And when it comes to depression, I feel like in my 20s, I was so easily, easy, it was so easy for me to speak depression over my life because I didn't know the role that God played in my life. I didn't know that walking with God, there's no fear. Because if I cast all my fears onto him, then why do I have to worry about control? When I decided to give my life to God, I let go control of my life. And it's been so much better. I feel like I'm on a whole island with cash flow, money flow, fresh fruit. You know, I got all that good stuff serving God. And I walk in my purpose now. When I tell y'all I will fast real quick. First of all, I need to hear from God. And everything I do in my life now, I need to hear from God. Because God has led me in the right direction. He has never failed me, still hasn't failed me, will never fail me. Doors have opened up for me, opportunities. Times when I thought I wasn't going to be able to pay my bills, God came through. Like, through. I'm not lying. Through. He has come through for me in the nick of time. Never last many either come through in the nick of time. And so it's like, why not give you the rest of my life? Why not continue to grow my relationship with you? Why not continue to be a woman of God and try to walk in your will and not my will? God gives blessings. God takes care of his kids. He's my provider, my best friend, my lover, my friend, my overseer, my father, my mother, my everything. And so my 20s so far, you know, being that I am about to be 27, I just recently started serving in church. And serving in church came from me actually sitting down and asking God, okay, I need provision over my life. If I'm going to serve you and be your child and walk in your will, I need to know what I need to do. I prayed over my finances. I prayed over my business. I prayed over my family. I prayed over my relationships. And it goes back to serving God. God is not requiring you to give finances. He's requiring you to give your time. Your effort. He's requiring you to give you him. Give yourself to God and watch how your life change. I've had the most peace in my life these last two years. Y'all, when I tell y'all I'll be having peace, I remember one time I was <laughs> I was headed to Bible study and you know, usually my mind be on a thousand. I'm always thinking about something. I'm always like, oh, my God, how I'm going to do this? How I'm going to take care of this? Like, this situation going on, this. I remember, and this had to be, like, four months ago. I sat in the car, and I was scared. 
I had been going, I started going to Bible study every day. I started giving God my time. I would come home from work. I would pray. I would sit there, read the Bible, scripture, give God an hour, praise in my house, watching church. I was, I was, my goal was to get closer to God. My goal was to hear from God. My God, my goal was to know who my God is in my life for myself. And I had just been at peace. Like people saw the people saw the change in me. People saw the God in me. And I was in my car and I was just like, this is weird. Like this is a feeling I never felt. And in the Bible, it tells you that God gives you everlasting peace, love, joy. Like I had all that, but I was scared because I had never had all of that at the same time. And it never felt like that. Like, I wasn't worried about anything. I wasn't stressing about anything. I was happy. I felt love. I was so at peace. And I remember crying. I cried. I, I think I told this to my mom. I, told, I know I told this to my granddaddy because he's, he's a pastor, apostle. So I'm just, I had to tell him, like, this is how I feel to be with the Lord. I'm with the Lord now. <laughs> with the Lord. This is how I feel. Oh, I'm never going back. Like, I'm never going back. Why would I go back to the unknown? Why not stay in his grace? Why not stay in his mercy? Why not stay in his, his, his atmosphere? And then I started getting to my purpose. And I started finding out who I was and who I am. And there's nothing better than knowing who you are in Christ than knowing who you are in the world. I know who I am. I know my purpose. I'm showing up as my purpose. I'm not fearful. I'm not scared of what people are going to say about me because I know what God thinks of me and I know what God is saying about me and I know what he has told me personally in my quiet time with him. So I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And I know that from 27 until the day he calls me to the day I die that my life is going to be great. Am I saying that my life, I'm still not going to have to figure it out? No. But I'm going to figure it out with God on my side. I'm going to figure it out with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to figure it out with Jesus. I'm going to make sure that I'm walking in authority because I have a plan. I have a vision. I know what I want for my life. I know I want to be married. I know I want kids. And I need God to tell me. I need God to speak to me about who my husband is. I need God to speak to me so when I have kids that I'm able to discipline them in a godly way and that he teaches me to be the godly parent that he has me to be. I'm trying to break generational curses. I'm trying to be a better person. So finding and building my relationship now in my late 20s, mid-late 20s, is more important than when I was in my early 20s trying to build the foundation. I felt like at least I was trying. I did try, and that's very important whether you're 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, and even older. It's very important to find out who Christ is to you and for you, not for anybody else. One thing I've noticed about these 20s not 20 is my body. <laughs> I feel like in my early 20s, I used to could do so much stuff. I was flexible, child. I had so much endurance. I was able to just, child, I was out here. 
I was out here in the gym with a six-pack booty on fleek sitting up now it take a whole lot for me to try to go to the gym it take a whole lot for me and the way these bbls is set up nah i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna do it but you get what i'm saying it's the way these this generation is set up it'll make you want to go do it but I've noticed that taking care of myself the same way I did in my 20s is just as important in my late 20s. Taking care of myself by eating healthy, working out, not only doing it for myself to look good, but to have and make a choice to do it myself. I feel like health is wealth. You know, how can I expect to build wealth if I'm not healthy? And then if I build the wealth, and I'm not healthy, how I'm going to enjoy the wealth. I feel like the older you get, the more you need to check on your body. Not to say that you shouldn't earlier in life, but you start to realize there are more things that you want to do with your body, including having kids. And if you're not getting checkups, making sure that you're able to have kids and making sure that you don't have any uterus problems or any any physical issue with your body as a woman, I feel like you need to get checked annually, ladies. Please make sure you're getting annual checkups. If, if you haven't said get checkups, make sure you're asking your partner to get checkups. Because you just, this these people nasty out here, y'all. And I know y'all know, these people is nasty. This is a, mm-mm. They probably always being nasty even back in the day, but baby, these people is nasty. So y'all need to be getting checkups. Make sure you're getting checkups, being protected, being cautious and aware of who you sleeping with. Like you can't just be throwing that thing around like you used to in your early 20s. Make sure you are protecting yourself physically. Because y'all gonna mm-mm, don't be out here sleeping with anything and everybody. Then you walk around with the limp. Mm-mm. So make sure you're doing that. I realize drinking lots and lots of water because my my I drink water. I drink water, but the ratio between water and wine is giving a little bit more wine than water. So <laughs> as I've started getting older, I'm like, girl, you need to drink water twice as much. Like now I'm drinking so much water. I have orange juice, cranberry juice, water and wine in my fridge. I don't drink sodas. Sodas is a no. Stop drinking soda. Sodas is not good for you. We need you to be healthy. So make sure you're you're taking account of what you're putting in your body and what you're eating you know if you have to detox and fast once a month you need to do that you know go to your doctor and make sure that it's okay that you're doing that but you should be detoxing and fasting from things that you are putting in your body your body needs that you owe it to your body like I said if you if you want to have kids you owe that to your uterus ladies Make sure you're doing that and not overworking yourself. When I first moved to Atlanta and started my career, no days off was my motto. Literally no days off. I thought it was okay to work, 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 take overtime. And then I started realizing that plays a huge part on your mental. 
You can't enjoy yourself. You can't enjoy your 20s. You can't enjoy your vacation time because you feel obligated to not give yourself any time. I'm big on self-care. I will go get a massage. Like at one point, every once a month, I was getting a massage. And that changes. That does a lot to yourself. That does a lot to your body. It does a lot to your mental. It makes you feel better about yourself. It makes you feel like you're... Girl, you you will, I'm telling you, go set yourself up a spa appointment or just a massage appointment. Don't overwork yourself and don't overwork your body. Sometimes it's okay to rest. I had to tell a friend last weekend, I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting in the house on my couch laying down. Because sometimes your body, you owe that to your body. Your body it takes your body to sit down and not do anything all day. All you need to do is pick up a remote and flip the channel, literally. Don't do anything. Don't overwork yourself. Overworking yourself leads to stress. And even when you're at work, I found myself, because I work a desk job, um, I'm in a cubicle, so I work at the computer all day. I found myself not getting up. My day goes by, and I'm just working and working and working, and I'm not getting up. And I was trying to lose weight and couldn't understand why I'm not losing weight because I, you know, I really don't eat like that. I do eat, but I don't eat like that. And I'm not eating bad stuff. And I realized I wasn't actively moving my body. I wasn't pumping my blood. I wasn't getting up and walking. I wasn't going to go take runs. And now I decided that I am going to work out because when I work out, I feel so much better. My body feels better. My mind feels better. Just physically, I feel more confident in who I am and how I look. Realizing that these 20s ain't 20 for my 20-something-year-old self isn't as bad as sometimes I think that it is. Realizing that I would not have my life together at 20-something years old doesn't mean that I'm failing in life. Doesn't mean that I'm not accomplishing anything at life. Because when you think about it, I've accomplished many things. Many things mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually, physically. You know, I've gained experience. 20 years of experience. 20 years of truth. 20 years of knowledge. 20 years of don'ts. 20 years of mistakes, and it has made me who I am today. I am who I am because of my 20s, not 20 in. And so I encourage you to appreciate your 20s, even when they're not 20 in. Appreciate it. Pray about it. Seek help about it. And just know that The exciting part of following in your 20s is that you'll eventually end up to be the person that you're destined to be. So I love y'all. Happy birthday to me. And always remember, you are, we are, this is she.